Welcome to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast, where you'll learn how to release the weight and manifest the body and life of your dreams. Every episode, I will be sharing tips, stories, strategies, and guidance that will help you align mind, body, and spirit so you can finally overcome your food and body struggles and fully show up as the high vibe woman you were destined to be. I'm your host, Janice Holt. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the High Vibe Weight Loss Podcast. Over the next few podcast episodes, I'm going to be sharing a special bonus, my advanced weight loss series that I've been doing over video training, but the audios are just as powerful, so I wanted to share it with my podcast listeners as well. I hope you enjoy and get lots of information, sending you all of the high vibes. Take care. Welcome back to the advanced weight loss series. We are talking about what needs to happen to help you release the weight for good. So we have intangibles. What is holding you back, preventing you from a mindset perspective, from a thoughts and limiting beliefs perspective? So in the last phase of the training, we talked about the things that are holding you back. Did you see yourself in any of those mistakes, in any of those things? mental things, limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, thoughts that are underpinning and undermining your efforts. So I know that mindset is a really big topic. I'm not going to be able to cover absolutely everything on this training. I already talked a bit yesterday even about mindset. And today's solution is about mindset as well and combined with energy as well. So this is your brain holding you back from losing weight. It's intangible. You can't touch it. You can't see it. So it's in your thoughts. It's in your beliefs. The solution for that is to become very aware of your self-sabotage, self-sabotage awareness, becoming hyper aware of what is going on in your brain that's challenging you, that's causing you to fail, to quit, to cheat, to not even get started. And under this specific solution, I have two exercises for you. The first one is to list out all of the reasons why you wouldn't want to lose weight. They don't necessarily even have to make a whole lot of sense. Just do like a Um, what do you call it, like a brain download of what thoughts come up for you when you think, why wouldn't I want to lose weight? Why might it seem scary to my brain? Why might it feel like it's outside of my comfort zone? How is holding on to this weight benefiting me? How is it keeping me safe? How might my brain interpret losing weight as a bad thing? So you can either pause this training now and go ahead and do that or make a note of doing that exercise. You're going to be really surprised at what your brain serves up to you, but don't overthink it. Just like stream of consciousness was the word I was looking for. (laughs) Do a stream of consciousness about what comes up for you when you hear those words. And then the second exercise to do is list out all the common reasons obstacles, challenges, excuses that you've used in the past to give up on losing weight or to not get started or to quit or to cheat. What are all of the reasons that your brain has given you 
or maybe it's environmental. Maybe it was, you know, I got really, really busy at work or this thing happened with my family member. Maybe it's circumstantial. Maybe it doesn't even have to do necessarily with your brain. When you look at it from an outside perspective, it's like this thing that just happened to me, or maybe it is some personal excuse. So you're going to do those two exercises, and that is going to give you a whole bunch of self-sabotaging experiences. So even if it was like outside of your control, you can take a look at that and see what was within my control. It's going to help you get really self-aware. It's also why it works is because it's going to neutralize it's going to remove any of the negative energy, negative stigma from whatever it is that you've experienced. So when we have a thought that it was my fault, I did something bad, or the world is against me, or any of these like really grand thoughts, we're going to have these feelings of sadness, guilt, shame, anything when our emotions get really, really high, our brain function gets really, really low, and we stop focusing in a logical way on how to get the result that we want. We're wrapped up in our emotions. We're wrapped up in the feelings of this. So when we could just make the list of all of the things, it neutralizes the energy around it, around why we quit or why we failed. Even looking at something as simple as, oh, one of the reasons why um, I seem to give up on losing weight is because I can't not clean my plate. I have to eat everything off my plate. And that totally screws up my portion sizes. And then I eat way past the point of feeling full. And I feel gross and disgusting. And then I feel guilty. And then I quit on my diet. So looking at something as simple as that, where could create this emotion of feeling guilty, can remove that completely when you just look at it from the standpoint of like, oh, I see the problem is I'm having an issue leaving food on my plate okay, now we can start to get to the root of that problem. Now we can figure out what's actually going on. Another reason why this works is because it works with our brain and how our brain is designed to function and what motivates our brain. So I talk in a lots of different videos about the motivational triad for our brain. Its job is to keep us out of pain, seeking pleasure and conserving energy. If we have a laundry list of reasons why losing weight to our brain could seem scary, could seem unsafe, then we're going to realize that it makes sense that our brain wouldn't want us to lose weight because it thinks it's scary, because it thinks it's uncomfortable, because it thinks it's going to be no fun. What is your brain serving up to you as reasons why it's either painful to lose weight, it's not pleasurable or it's not going to move you into pleasure and how could it be your brain think that it's going to be taking a lot of energy from you and any of those things it's like ding 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 this connection is to well maybe that's why I'm self-sabotaging because it's not working with my brain to lose weight and then we'll be able to address all of those things see what's in the way work with our brain to find more motivation that works with how the brain works in order to get you to start losing weight by not sabotaging yourself in those areas.
Okay. Another reason why this works is because you can plan ahead to prevent the self-sabotage. So sometimes it is easy as recognizing, oh, the reason why I clean my plate is because my mother told me that there are starving children in different parts of the country and I better finish all the food or poor them, right? I'm being um, an ungrateful child. So I always finish my plate. When you see that and recognize that's a self-sabotaging pattern, you can address it and clear it fairly easily. There could be other things for you that are more deep-rooted that you'll have to address, but when you can see what it is, then at least you know what it is you need to work on and how you need to solve it. You can clear the limiting beliefs. You can clear up all of those voices in your head that have conditioned you to respond in a certain way that you didn't even recognize was the way that you were reacting. You just thought that you had no willpower. You just couldn't do it. Or there was something about you or your body or your metabolism. And maybe it just turned out that it was the voice of somebody in your head that trained you to cert like think a certain way that needed you to move out of that pain or that felt like it was unsafe for you to continue doing this thing. It's very, very powerful. What this is not is this is not blame. So this is not blaming our brain for working against us and against the goals that we want to achieve for ourselves. Like, man, if only my brain worked properly. Your brain's actually working properly. It is doing its job. Now you're just learning how to work with your brain so that you can get the result that you want instead of whatever result has been naturally occurring by your brain running wild. This is also not blaming somebody in your past. This is not blaming your mother or your grandmother or the media, okay? This is about you taking power and control over what it is that you can control. Blaming other people at this point is not gonna be helpful. Seeing the reality of things, super helpful. Getting hypercharged up in blame and anger against somebody else who did something to you, maybe knowingly, maybe unknowingly, maybe they had their own stuff going on. They always do. It's usually less about us and more about them. So this is not blaming somebody else. This is not blaming life either for your current circumstances. This is about empowering you to move forward and taking the next best steps for you and getting ahead of everything. This is acknowledging that your brain wants to protect you. It wants to love you. It wants to serve you. And it thinks the best way to do that is to keep you out of pain and into pleasure and conserving energy. Thank you, brain. We appreciate you. We're not blaming you for anything. You are just doing your job. It's getting you out of these subconscious habits and patterns that you've been programmed to, but not blaming those people for programming you there. Okay. This is also not living in fear. Like, oh no, I have this thought pattern. I have this limiting belief. This is terrible. This is not reliving old fears and old traumas. So there may be experiences where you recognize, oh, I remember this thing happened to me on my birthday or in when I was six or something. And it could be as simple as, you know, somebody screaming out a hateful word out of a car window, or it could be something really, really traumatic. We don't have to relive any of that stuff in order to move forward. This is also not about overwhelm, okay? This is not spending days and days thinking about, you know, these are all the things that my brain is telling me that are wrong. And this is all the ways that I've messed up and going down this rabbit hole of despair or 
analysis paralysis because you're thinking too much and it's too hard to see where you can get out of it or you're thinking about you know all of the common obstacles and wondering okay if this happens then I'm going to do this and that and this and that and that we don't have to go all there just yet ever really we can deal with things as they come up as well this is just to start giving you that self-sabotage awareness okay when it's working lots of things make sense you're like, oh, that's why I clean my plate and I have a hard time leaving food. Oh, that's why when I go to this person's house, I'm always binging. When I go home to my parents, I, re I act like a child again and I eat like a kid at a candy store. That's why when I'm walking past a group of men, you know, I want to make sure that I'm like hidden and I'm playing small. Whatever it might be for you, having those aha moments is gonna, like it's going to make a lot of sense to you. And some things you're going to be able to clear up right away really easily just by having that awareness, okay? Um, when it's working, your awareness of a lot of other things starts to increase. You start noticing when your brain serves you up excuses, like somebody brings in food to work and you think to yourself like, oh, I better eat it before it's gone. I'm never going to have this again, right? That's the most common excuse that my brain serves up. Like it's now or never. You're going to be able to notice that, neutralize it. You're going to be able to say, oh, okay, brain, I see what's going on here. Like you want to give me pleasure and you're triggered by me saying that I'm not going to have it as pain. And I get you. Thank you so much for having my back. I'm still going to choose not to have it. Instead of somebody brings in the food and all of a sudden you're in the, oh my God, I'm gonna better have it. If I don't have it, I'm not going to have a chance. All the vultures are going to get there. And then you start feeling like this physical response of deprivation and, and anxiety and stress. And maybe your body feels warm, like however it is that you feel it in your body. We get to neutralize all of that by just recognizing like, oh, I totally see what's happening here. No problem. I love to use this analogy. Like, my kids, when they get overtired and they get super cranky and they yell or they cry or whatever it is, when I have the awareness of what it is and I say like, oh, they're just overtired, totally makes sense. I am less likely to get triggered when I don't have that awareness. In my mind, I'm like, these ungrateful kids, don't they know that I just did all the things for them today? They should just want to go to bed. I don't know what's going on here. Like, I'm blaming them for having this response. But when I can see from that observer perspective, what is happening? I'm just like, oh, makes sense. And the energy itself lessens, decreases, gets neutralized. I don't get into the rabbit hole of emotions that I would be if I let my brain run wild and tell me all the things that are wrong with my kids. That's, you know, their fault as opposed to a circumstance that's happening. The other thing that this um, does for you that you'll notice in your life when it's working is that you plan better. So you set yourself up for success a lot easier when you know, hey, I always clean my plate. I always have to like walk myself through this conversation when I don't clean my plate. I'm just going to put less food on my plate or I'm going to separate part of my plate and I'm going to know that I'm going to take this home for later. I'm going to eat it later. It could be like a very simple thing. Or when this happens, then I'm going to do this. When Carol brings in the cupcakes, I'm just not going to go in the kitchen. When it's a birthday party, I'm going to do this thing. And maybe that's eat the cake. Maybe it's not eat the cake. Maybe it's have a small piece of whatever it is, right? It's like you plan ahead when this, then that. And then you always have an action plan for things that are reoccurring. Like 
once a week, I notice that I always have to stay late for work and then I don't have a dinner. And so I just end up ordering what everybody else does. When this happens next time, this is going to be my plan of action. And then you're also going to have backups ready. So when somebody at work eats your lunch, you don't have anything. What are you going to do instead? When a business meeting runs over and you were planning on making something that was going to take a little bit longer for lunch, now you run at a time, what are you going to do instead? You're going to start building up all of these backups instead of getting into that overwhelm, which is the thing that it's not that we don't want to be doing. Okay, that is the end of the training video for today. I will see you again in the next video. If you love what you're learning on the podcast, you have to check out my free course at highvibeweightloss.com. In this training, I share with you the three key steps you can do right away that will help you get started releasing the weight and elevating your life. Join the free course, get the complimentary guidebook, and get started at highvibeweightloss.com.